Welcome to the Tilted Halo. This is a new podcast and it's for anybody who's a woman in ministry. You might be a pastor like myself, a bishop, a priest, a rabbi, music minister, elder, children's minister, whatever your title is, you're absolutely in the right place. Especially if you're someone who loves your ministry and you're doing it well and you're feeling pressure to sometimes be perfect and deep down inside, you know you're not. And how in the world to deal with that? And men, you're absolutely welcome here too because this is about ministry and the same thing can happen to you. So you're all in the right place. Let's get started with the show. When you get up as a faith leader to share your message, you know what you think you're saying. But what is it that people really hear? What is it that they hear you saying about who's welcome, who uh, is fit for God's kingdom, and maybe who is not? That's a tough call for any one of us who's a faith leader. And I know I struggle with that because people always hear things through their own filter. But... The question still is, what are we really saying? Are we leaving people out? Are we saying things in a way that people hear judgment and feel judgment and therefore feel like, oh, I'm not welcome here. God doesn't want me or God doesn't want those people. And that can be a lot of different people here in the community. There were some statistics that have been gathered over the years by um, many of them through the Barna Group study, and uh, uh, millennials are the generation that was born between 1984 and 1998, um, or 2004, somewhere in there, and uh, 45% of millennials um maybe attend church regularly, uh, kind of on a weekly basis. But also of those millennials back in 2014, 87% of them saw organized churches as judgmental. 85% saw basically all Christians as hypocritical. And 91% of millennials saw all Christians as anti-homosexual. That's a lot. And that's a way of saying, you know, this is for all of the straight people, but God doesn't love people who are different from me if you're straight, and that they're not welcome. Or what about all the kids these days who are struggling with their sexual identity? There's a lot of that going on, whether or not We talk about it, and there are places in this country that won't talk about it, but whether or not we talk about it, that's still going to happen. So what do you want for those kids who are struggling with that in your faith community? Do you want them there? Do you want to be able to talk with them? Do you want to be able to share with them that God loves them for who they are, whether or not they're straight or maybe decide that they're gay or lesbian 
or transgender or, you know, kind of confused about who they are? And are you willing to be there with them as they struggle through that journey? What was it like when you were going through your teenage years? Did you ever struggle with your sexual identity? Was that ever a question for some of your friends that you struggled with? What would you have wanted uh, your faith community to be able to say or to do that might be helpful to you? Not as a way of saying, you know, black and white, this is, God says you can't be this or that, but as a way of walking on that journey with you. Would you have wanted that? What, do you know friends or had no friends when you were growing up who were maybe bullied because they were different, because they didn't quite fit? What was faith community saying to them? What were they hearing? What would have been helpful for them to hear? Is that what you're saying? Something helpful? Or are you telling them, no, unless you walk this tiny little path, unless you're like everybody else, unless you're, you know, the, the right kind of person, you're not really welcome here. God really doesn't love you. We might say God loves you, but not really unless you become like one of us. You know, it's important for us as faith leaders, whether you're a professional leader as a faith leader, uh, a leader in a business who's a person of faith, to think about what is it, what kind of message are we really putting out there? Um, on this whole issue, which is so explosive these days in our communities and, and in various states and everything else. And I'm not talking about, you know, there should be this law or that law or any of that kind of thing. But what are we saying to people? Who are we excluding who are we saying God doesn't love by our words, by our actions, by how we phrase things? And what are we doing to those folks when we do that? You know, Scripture tells us that God loves everyone. Everyone. No exceptions. Scripture tells us that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you see homosexuality as a sin, which can be argued about, um, and I do not believe that, but if, we, if you see it that way, you know, why does that sin exclude someone where your sins don't? Why do we make distinctions like that? How can we say that 
this sin is worse or diff- because it's different because I don't understand it, which is typically what's going on, or I'm not comfortable with that. Maybe it's because not being comfortable with some aspects of your own sexuality. Uh, but, you know, the, those are all questions that we need to wrestle with as individuals and as faith leaders before we exclude anyone else. There's so many examples in Scripture where God chooses the outsider, where God chooses the unlikely person to be the one to bear the message, to be the one to um, lead, to be the one to be an example of God's love and to be sharing that. I mean, God used a donkey for crying out loud at one point to get the message across. You know, I'm not calling anybody a donkey these days. But, you know, if... If God can do that because we're so stubborn and will not see and will not embrace all of God's people with God's love, you know, what does that say about us? Maybe we need a donkey to come and give us a little bit of a kick once in a while. Um, but, you know... And yes, I'm saying this somewhat tongue-in-cheek and everything else, but the, the truth is God loves everyone. Yeah, there are people whose actions and behaviors are not always very lovable. I agree with that. And there are people whose actions and behaviors are harmful to a community of people, to other people. But that happens whether you're straight or gay or anything else. And homosexuality is not a disease that's catching. It's not something that's taught. It's not something that our children will learn. What they will learn is whether or not we love people. And that's a very big lesson especially when they see, oh, some people aren't lovable just because they're different. Whether it's LGBTQ+, whether it's a different racial group, whether it's a different ethnic group, somebody who comes from a different part of the world, you know, it doesn't matter. God calls us to love everybody. And, you know, there's just, like I said, there are just so many examples throughout Scripture about that. In a previous episode, uh, I talked about the uh, story of Peter uh, on the roof in Simon the Tanner's house. It's in the book of Acts. And Peter's hungry. He falls into a trance while dinner's being prepared. And this big sheet comes down with all kinds of animals, birds and all kinds of animals that are considered unclean by Jewish tradition. And he's told to get up and kill and eat. And he says, no, I won't do that. No, I will not do that. 
but and this happens three times, but then comes to the door of Simon's house after the third time of this dream, messengers from a Roman Gentile named Cornelius asking Peter to come and visit them and help them and share God's message with them. They were seen by Jewish people as no good, outside the realm of God's love. Every Gentile, which, quite frankly, unless you're Jewish and listening to this, you're a Gentile, and that includes me. You know, and so it, Peter goes because he's gotten the message that anyone who God says is good is fine, and there is nowhere Nowhere in Scripture that says Gentiles are unclean. There's nowhere in Scripture that talks about homosexuality as being so bad. And yes, I know you're going to talk about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's a text that's been long misunderstood. The sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was when the three heavenly visitors came and were not welcomed and protected in the city. How they were treated was not the exact sin. The sin was that they would not be protected and honored and treated fairly. Code of everybody in the desert and in that time was any stranger who comes into a city at night was to be guaranteed safety. That was a universal code. But the people of Sodom and Gomorrah did not honor that for people who came into their, their towns and their villages. And how they didn't honor it is not as important as the fact that they did not honor that. And so, you know, the, the kind of ways that they would have been dishonored is less important than the fact that they would have been at all in any way, manner, shape, or form. And so anytime we don't welcome others, anyone, we're being like the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a pretty tough thing to say. Anytime we don't welcome someone who's different, we may be saying no to a heavenly visitor. We never know. We never know. And yes, we need to be careful and be safe with all the issues these days about safety. But... Anybody can be an agent that's going to be unsafe. But everyone is someone who we can love. So, yeah, these are some pretty tough words. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who disagree with me on these. But I encourage you to at least think about this. How are you being an agent of God's love when you say to some people, just because of something about them, no, you're not welcome here because you're 
different from me, different from us or who we assume is us in the midst of that congregation, that faith community. God comes to us in many and varied ways. I pray that each and every one of us learns to be open to receiving God's love from others, but also to be agents of sharing that with everyone we come to and everyone who wants to come into our communities and to be there with us and celebrate with us. Those beautiful people of all sorts. Yeah. So open your heart, open your eyes, and open yourself to God's love and see where that's going to lead. Sometimes it takes some unexpected twists and turns. But God's love is always, always, always bigger than us and that, and how we understand things. We put the limits on it. God doesn't. So take a deep breath. Come back again next week and join me for another edition of The Tilted Halo. You have been listening to Tilted Halo with me, Kathleen Panning. What did you think about this episode? I'd really like to hear from you. Leave me some comments. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this episode. And catch another upcoming episode for more conversation on ministry, life, mindset, and a whole lot more. Go to www.tiltedhalohelp.com where I've got a resource guide and other resources waiting for you. And be sure to say hi to me, Kathleen Panning, on LinkedIn. See you on the next episode.